welcome to the Happy in Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christina Arnold. I'm an expert certified coach and a physician mom. I help women physicians go from burnout to happy in medicine. Let's get started. The end of the year brings a lot of self-reflection. And last week we talked about when to let things go, when to shelf things. This week we're going to talk about sort of the opposite concept, which is what do we want to take with us on purpose into this new year? It's a common place to have this conversation right before the new year, but to be honest, you really could have this conversation with yourself any time of the year. There's just never, I mean, it's just always a good idea to slow down, pause, checking with yourself and say, okay, what's working really well here? What do I want to carry with me into the new year or the new month or the new week? It's similar to asking ourselves the question, what's working well here? What do I love about my life? What are the beautiful lessons, skills, growth, things that I created this year that I want to keep creating and cultivating and growing? I teach a two-step process of evaluation to my clients, and this is the first step, is to figure out what is going well. So whenever you find yourself stuck or frustrated or confused, this is a really great place to land, to direct your brain to the place of what's working. Because whatever is working, we can just keep expanding that. That will always eventually move us through the stuckness, the frustration, the confusion place. We say what's working, and we just keep expanding that. Plus, it feels really good to see all the things you're proud of, that you're really satisfied with, that you feel really good about. It feels so good. The brain loves, 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 loves seeing progress and seeing creation and movement towards your goals. And I promise you, if you give the brain the assignment of, I want to see the treasures we created this year, your brain is a task master. It will come up with all the things that you're really proud of. And conversely, if we never ask our brain to give us this information, if we just tell our brain, show me all of all the fails, it will find that too. Because it's not really concerned about if we feel better or worse. Our brain is concerned about, can we get this task done? So it's so useful to ask our brain really powerful questions to help build our self-concept, to help us feel better, to help us get closer to our goals. And when we're in this really beautiful brain space where we feel great, we're really proud of ourselves, it's so much easier to brainstorm solutions and problem solve. I cannot tell you, this happens daily. I just led a couple of group sessions today. And once we get the client, the person to understand where they're coming from and starting to see their successes, their whole world breaks open. They start saying, oh, wow, look at all this. And now I have energy to problem solve that. And I have an idea how to move this forward. It's a beautiful place to always start with what is working well. How can I, if you ever find yourself stuck in life, come back to this place. What is working well? It's helpful to take notes. Let your brain be general. Your brain is for sure going to want to be general about this. I'm going to give you some examples in a moment. Let it go general and also just be very intentional about, could I make this any more specific for the new year? And why specifics are helpful? Because if we have a very specific target, it's so much easier to pursue. A very specific target. It's easier to set up benchmarks for our success, to put something on the to-do list, to follow our progress, to show our brain where we're growing. It's so much easier to stay motivated and get step closer to. So it's not, it's totally fine to be vague. I think starting off vague is the place to start off with and then see if there could I make any of this a little more specific. Let me give you some examples. Are you ready for this? All right, I'm gonna go over. What I want to bring into 2024. So this is an exercise I did with myself. I think it 
once a year is amazing. If you want to do it even more often, I think it can be so powerful. So I think about what I created this year that was so helpful. I can think about, I mean, I have a, I think probably anyone who's listening to this podcast, you have, you may relate to this. I have a very strong love of learning. So I want to think about what can I be putting specifically in my calendar for 2024 to support my love of learning. And I signed up for a trauma-informed coaching certification process. It's it's going to run for about five months. I'll be a client in that, learning new skills, which just blows my mind. It's taught by someone who was a family therapist. And I'll be honest, I've had thoughts like, maybe I should go back to get a PhD in psychology. I for sure have said no to that. <laughs> Uh, for many, for reasons that I love, which are, I don't want to do any more. I don't want to do any more of the academic schooling. Uh, I've been a part of it for many years and I'm very, very happy that that those years are behind me. I like making my own decisions. I've recognized that when I'm put in a situation where people tell me what to do, I don't respond well to that. And that's because that, that part of my life, I really is over. I, I like learning on my own and listen to my own intuition and I can still learn with that mentality. So I put in together, I'm going to be a client in a trauma certificate, a trauma informed coaching certification to help grow my skills for me, for my family, for my clients. Priority number next. So I kind of group these, by the way, into big categories, just starting with myself, my family, and then my business. My mental health for sure. Listen, some people, their essentials are paying the mortgage and the car payment. My essential number one is always having a private one-on-one coach. I have many times told myself, oh, I don't, I'm, I'm good now. I don't need one. And three weeks later, my mind is a mess. And so I've really, I've told my husband, I was like, please don't ever let me do that. Don't ever let me not have a one-on-one coach. Not for one week. I just, I don't want to go back there. So, so I am actually right now, as we're talking, interviewing four coaches and I'll, I'll pick the best one. You might be thinking, I get this a lot. How do you pick a coach? How do I pick a coach personally? The main thing I'm looking for is a vibrational match. I've I've had most of my coaches have been women around my age. Most of them have not been doctors, believe it or not. That always surprises people. I'm really looking for someone who's got an energetic match to mine. I'm a little bit quirky. I my brain thinks really, really fast. I have a very creative brain. I love to explore. I love to think. I love to I I have had a lot of coaches say that I'm like the most prepared client they've ever had. Like I think at the the highest level they've ever seen, who knows if that's true or not, but I like a real thinker. So, so there are coaches who really like to work on emotions and I like that too, but I really want someone who's got a very strong brain who can handle being in a very strong brain as well. I like a coach who asks really good questions. I think that's very revealing. We can create lots of space. Not all coaches can do that. Who doesn't have an agenda to always want to make me feel better. Who really can meet me where I am. It takes someone with a very strong strong sense of self to be able to to coach like that. I also love weekly sessions. People, I, there are a lot of coaches who meet every other week or for 30 minutes here or there. And I need it once a week. I need coaching once a week for sure. So that's what I look for. I have no preference for age or gender or anything else. I tend to love queer coaches. I'll just be quite honest. I tend to just love, I, I don't, I don't know what it is about it. It's like just being outside of the box, thinking outside of the box, being so open. Maybe I, I kind of gravitate towards, towards that. 
And I for sure am always looking for a general coach. So I want someone, I want to go to one coach who can help me with my business, my marriage, my health, everything all together. So I, I just love it. It's just such, it's so convenient. Other things I'm looking to bring with me in 2024 is I have been expanding my capacity to rest a lot. And as someone who's worked in academic medicine, that's that skill has not been one that's easy to find. And the more I work on it, the more I really reap the benefits of it. So I just want to continue. So specifically what that looks like is continuing to shortening my working window. I used to work seven days a week in coaching, Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning, Monday night, all the time just like how it is in academic medicine, you're always working. And I've just been slowly compressing it. And so now I don't work on the weekends. I am starting to just kind of concentrate my coaching around Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays to keep Friday through Monday open. That's been really lovely. So I want to continue working on that. I want to continue working on my physical health. I'm a woman of a certain age, y'all. I am 46. And I've done a really good job this year swimming regularly. This is the most consistent I've been with my physical exercise ever in my entire life. So I swim for 40 minutes, 40 minutes, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday afternoon. And then I go on a long walk for about 45 minutes the other day. So I exercise for almost an hour every day of the week. I've loved that. It helps me sleep well. I feel amazing in my body. I feel very stretchy and flexible. What I want to do though is I want to add, I'm kind of sporadic about hikes and I want to do that once a month. Now, when I originally wrote my list, I said at least once a month. And here's what I would suggest as you're writing your list for what you're bringing in 2024, try to strike off all those at least, because at least when you say at least, it, it kind of sounds like there'll be not enough. Like the three would like going on one month, one hike a month wouldn't be enough. It needs to be at least kind of like, oh, it's always not enough. It's putting that finish line ahead of us. So just decide what makes sense for you and have it be a low bar. One hike a month, I for sure can do. I, t- I often hike once on the weekends, but to be more consistent about it, one hike a month, I can for sure do that, right? And that thought I can for sure do that. That feels really, really good. I've also been working on 2023 has been really proud of myself as I've been listening to my body when it needs to move. So where I have in the past that, oh, I can really sit down from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. and just work all day long. Sometimes I take a break at lunchtime, like, you know what? I just need a walk. And sometimes I'll skip. I'm I'm in other coaching communities as, an, as a client. I'll just skip going to that group calls. Like, you know what? I really need to move. What I need now, right now is to be outside moving, even if it's snowing, even if it's freezing, even if it's really hot. So just being able to listen to my body like that's been great. And I want to continue with that. I'll tell you, I've never shared this before on the podcast, but I have a lot of anxieties about going to doctors. Anything that has to do with any potential pain has been, I have to really work on it. So I have, for example, I had fillings replaced maybe 30 years ago. And every dentist I've seen in the last 30 years is like, girl, you need to get that replaced. And finally, my doctor's like, you know, your tooth is busted now, right? It's cracked because that silver filling just expands the tooth until until it breaks. And so it doesn't cause me pain right now, thank the Lord, but I've had so much anxiety about, oh my gosh, tooth, any kind of tooth stuff, anything happening in my mouth, it's so anxiety provoking for me. So I've really been working on having my coach support me on just going ahead and get these fillings done in terms of um, health. 
continuing on less time on my phone. I've been pretty good at it. I really want to work on this next year of continuing being on my phone less, putting my phone in airplane mode an hour before I go to bed really helps me feel so rested and get a great night's sleep. And I'm really proud of myself that I've been reading books for pleasure all year long. And it's been amazing. It's been such a treat. So I brought a lot of these books to our monthly book club, but I've also just, how I've made it easy on myself. What I want to keep for next year is I have one book in my gym bag. So when I go to the pool, go swimming and I go sit in the hot tub afterwards, I have a book to read while I'm in the hot tub. And it's just so delightful for me. And then I have one on my nightstand. It's interesting. In my younger years, I would never have read multiple books at once. I'd have been like, that's just too scattered. And now my older is like, yeah, no, it's kind of nice. That way I don't have to bring the book from my gym bag to my nightstand. I always have a book wherever I am. And that's really convenient. If my goal is to read more and I put a book everywhere around wherever I am, it makes it so much easier to accomplish my goal. All right. So for family, um, closest with my kids, we were in California all summer and it was a beautiful experience. And I want to keep working on that. So I've set an intention to go out to lunch with my kids to the Indian Spice Room and down on Colfax once a month. We have been doing that very sporadically and it's been great. My kids feel like they're adults. We have a lot of conversation. We have a wonderful meal. It's in a beautiful restaurant and a great part of town. So I want to continue doing that. My relationship with my husband is an easy one. We just we've been married we've been together for 23 years we get along really well and the coaching has so much helped my marriage for sure lots i think what i want to work on what i've been working on that i want to continue taking with me is the story i tell about him which is really just a great skill for any part of your life the story we tell about whatever's happening in our life determines how it feels in our body what we create with it so i know i have a story like he doesn't listen to me and i have lots of evidence if you want to hear it lots of evidence And that story does not feel good in my body and it doesn't help me connect with him. So I've been working on, you know, what's something else I can believe about him that doesn't feel quite as activating is that he's very busy. He has lots of responsibilities at work. He has lots of responsibilities at the house. And sometimes he needs some reminders about, hey, this is what, this is important to me or I need you to put your phone down so I can tell you something. And I'm willing to do that because I value our relationship so much because what I want is important. So I'm working on telling those stories in a way that benefits both of us. I for sure, I guess this is, this probably would have gone in a different category, but I've become aware in 2023 of this automatic thinking I have of, oh my gosh, I did something wrong. Anything goes wrong. Like, oh my gosh, I did something wrong. It's just this, it's a very fast pathway. It feels like I can't even control it. I'm just developing awareness over it. And so in this coming year, I want to just grow my awareness with a question what if I didn't do anything wrong? Because when I don't make it about me, I find ways to solve for it really quickly. When I make it about me, oh my gosh, I'll start spinning out. I should have done this. I should have said that. I can't believe I did this. And that feels terrible. There's nothing to solve there. Versus I'm like, okay, maybe I didn't do anything wrong. Maybe there's just a piece of Zoom webinar function I haven't figured out yet. And I could just write the helpline, right? (laughs) It's solvable. What if it's all solvable? With my business, what I'm really proud of is I did, I have always done a lot of experimenting with my business, which uh, is unique. I don't think a lot of coaches won't because it's kind of scary to experiment, but I love experimenting because I find the more I experiment, the more value I create. So this year I overhauled my podcast. 
we've changed branding, we changed the format, and I'm really, really proud of what we created. I started a, a little bit, of, this was a dream of mine to coach reality show TVs. We have several episodes now, and it's just a new dimension to the podcast. It's been so well received and so fun to put together. 2023, I created monthly webinars to really provide so much value and content for my community. I don't con- intend to continue monthly webinars. This was an experiment for 2023, but I do want to, I do intend to create more innovative ways of delivering content. And so something else I did in 2023, I'm really proud of is I created two small groups in my community. One is a community. I noticed I have lots of coaches following me and they're wanting to learn how to coach. So I created a coaching mastermind where I teach them the fundamentals of how to coach and how to build a business in a trauma-informed way that feels gentle and like home. And we are having so much fun. I am so proud of it. Also created a small group for people. Some of them are coaches, some of them aren't but who really want the ultimate in privacy. So that's not recorded. Everyone's on screen. And it's been such a fun and dynamic group. It has been unlike any other group I've ever had before. So I'm so glad that I experimented because I came up with things I would never have possibly envisioned before. And I'm we're having so much fun and people are getting so many results. And I have so many clients saying, oh my gosh, this is the best place to be. You just keep over and deliver. I'm getting so many results. So I want to keep experimenting, which means I have to have to remind myself that risks, sometimes they pay off and sometimes they don't. And we just keep trying, trying and experimenting to find the things that work, that give results and that are a lot of fun. I think this is a pretty big one for me as it relates to my business. This is a big growth. This will be a, this will for, this may take me more than 2024. It's, I think the challenge of my life has been stretching my capacity to let other people have emotions without me wanting to take over, take responsibility for it, fix it, feel horrible about it. If I think someone's disappointed and feeling just so devastated myself, like really letting people have their own emotion, letting them have their emotion for them and not taking responsibility for all of it. I think that's, we're conditioned, especially as women, we're conditioned, especially as women physicians to take responsibility for other people's emotions and try to fix them and learning how to let that go. I'm working on it. I, I for sure will still need to continue. It's really comes up a theme in my coaching for myself. People have emotion. Of course they do. It's for them. Of course it is just like my emotions for me. So putting this all together, like if you look at all of the themes of what's here, Really, what it boils down to is all the things I've loved about 2023 that I'm bringing into 2024 about how to continue to be my own favorite person in the whole entire world, how to listen to my voice, how to let it be okay that it makes sense, to know that it doesn't make sense to everyone, that it only makes sense to me. And sometimes it doesn't even make sense to me, but we just continue moving forward. (laughs) Following my intuition, love spending time with myself. When something goes wrong, that I am a soft place for myself. That I don't meet myself with judgment and hate and worry and beating myself up that I'm this soft place that sounds like this. Christina, of course you're worried. Of course you are. It's because you care so much. Sin and go as expected. Don't love it. And it's not my fault. And we're going to keep finding new ways to take care of ourselves. This I want for you too. 
So as you're ending your year, think about what is working really well for you. Celebrate that. Be so proud of yourself. Look at what you've created. I promise you there's so much there and decide what do you on purpose with intention want to bring into your next year. Let your brain be vague. It's so useful. And also where you can be specific about what exactly do you want to see in 2024 so you can help yourself succeed. So you can set the stage to show your brain the progress you will inevitably achieve. If you've loved this episode or you want some help figuring out how to celebrate, how to bring this in 2020, your best treasures into 2024, know that we do this work every day in my coaching program. And I would love to see you there. You can join by going to yourpathandfocus.com and to make sure you never miss a podcast, a training, newsflash, any of that, make sure you've entered your email at yourpathandfocus.com slash email. Have a beautiful week, everyone. I also wanted to thank those of you who listened all the way to the end. Thank you so much. And may I ask you for a little favor? Since you listened all the way to the end, do you mind subscribing and leaving a five-star review with a comment on iTunes? The comment can be super brief. It can just be, I love this episode, or I can't wait for more, or whatever's on your mind. Why that's so meaningful is it helps the algorithm send this podcast to more people like you. We can help more people feel better right now. And this is how we can partner together to make the world a better, safer place for everyone. I'd appreciate that so much. See you next time. Bye.